This podcast was recorded from our weekly live stream. To watch this video or see other episodes of The Spiritual Journalist, head to thespiritualjournalist.com or find me on YouTube. You can find a link in the show notes. Hello, and welcome to this episode of The Spiritual Journalist. I'm so grateful you found us here, and I'm really excited for today's conversation. We're talking all about social media, and you might be thinking, okay, this is a show about spirituality. Why are we talking about social media? But it seems to me there is a direct correlation between the amount of people waking up and finding their own form of spirituality and the amount of people online. In fact, you probably found this show through some sort of social media outlet. You're probably watching it on some sort of social media outlet. So today we have someone joining us who is a shining example of the positive power of social media. Her name is Ellie Lee and she just keeps it real. That's I think part of her magic. I'm so excited for you to meet her. So let's get started. I've always been a deeply curious person, talking with anyone who would listen and soaking in as much information as possible. So it's no surprise my love for storytelling led me to a career in journalism. But after nearly a decade working in newsrooms across the West Coast, I realized I wanted to start asking questions you probably wouldn't see on your local news. So I left my job as a morning TV reporter and started The Spiritual Journalist. This isn't just a YouTube channel, podcast, website, or social media page. This is a live conversation where you get to ask questions too, because I'm not the expert. I'm not here to tell you what to believe. My goal is to connect you with people who have profound experiences and inspirational stories to share. And we'll definitely mix a little astrology in too. So if you're like me, you have this insatiable curiosity and you love deep conversations too, well, this is the place for you. Together each week, we'll explore everything from crystals and tarot to mental health and the environment. There are no wrong questions here. My ultimate goal is for you to come away from each episode with a new perspective and an expanded consciousness. This is a channel for the collective. This is a community for the curious. This is The Spiritual Journalist. Hello. Hi, what an intro. I loved it. Well, uh, you know, I used to work in TV, so yes. we've got to have that TV level production here. I'm Love so it. excited to talk to you today. It feels a little bit like, I mean, not the celebrity you're used to, but I'm like, I'm only used to seeing you through social media. So it's really fun to get to chat with you. Yeah, thank you so much for being uh, letting me be on the show, Olivia. And I, I'm, I'm just pumped to be here. I'm really honored. I'm really excited. So I like to start each show with a look at your birth chart. Of course, yes. I'm sure we'll get into your history, how you got to where you are, but I like to let people just see your energy first. Yeah. So uh, since you are familiar with your birth chart, feel free to chime in if anything resonates or if you want to comment on anything, you know yourself better than I know you. That's what I always say. But mm -hmm. so everybody else gets to know you. Uh, I, I had a lot of fun thinking about what sign you were. I was like, I know she's got some Aries in her chart. She's got some fire. And of course you are an yeah. Aries sun and an Aries rising. So mm -hmm. very Aries. Yes. Um, uh, that's, I just, I feel like when you show up, you're like, this is how it is. This mm -hmm. we're doing it like all mm -hmm. in, in the moment, very Aries. Yeah. And so that makes Mars your ruling planet, 
Mars for you is in Gemini in the second house, which makes you great at communicating, right? And very motivated to communicate, motivated to speak. And with it being in your second house, the second house is all about income, resources, value. Like that's how you provide value and that's also how you receive value is through words and speaking and just your willingness to take action and just do it. You know, I, I picture you and you can tell me if I'm wrong, but like when you post your videos, I picture you just like hitting record and just speaking and the Virgo in me, I'm like, I have to do it four times to make sure it's perfect. <laughs> That's why I do everything live because I'm too much of a perfectionist, but I just see you being like stream of consciousness. Let's just do it. That's exactly on the money. Yep. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then you have a Virgo moon. Mm -hmm. uh, and so you were saying before we started, like, I love my Virgos. You're probably really nurtured by that Virgo energy. Yeah. And with your moon being in the sixth house ruled by Virgo, it's like you probably crave and need kind of consistency, routine, yeah. some sort of structure to feel yeah. really good. And uh, maybe even like working out or yeah. just some sort of health routine that really nurtures you. Yes. Uh, we won't yes. go through every single one of your placements, but we have to talk about your 12th house because, oh my yes. goodness, it's just like yep. jam packed. Uh, Venus, Mercury in the 12th house in Pisces, and yep. Jupiter as well conjunct your Mercury in the 12th house. Mm. So, Jupiter is your abundance. That's like mm. where you know, your optimism, that's just where like all the fortune is in your chart. And with it conjunct your Mercury again your words, your ability to speak, your ability to channel, I would say, with Mercury mm. and Pisces. It's like things are just coming from another realm straight through your mouth. Mm. That's where your good fortune is going to come from. And, mm. uh, you know, as we'll get into, I know you are a mystical being. You have a lot of wisdom uh, mm. that you're really coming into, it seems like, in recent years. But the more and more you lean into that, I mean, that is all over your chart. You love the mystical things. You're good at the mystical things. And your north node is also in your 12th house. So the more you lean into that, uh, you know, otherworldly through the veil energy, the more you will evolve in this lifetime. Yes. So yep. yeah, let's see. Anything else I can point out or any questions you have? You already went through your Saturn return in the yep. ninth house borderline eighth house. So probably mm -hmm. a lot of like deep stuff that came up during your Saturn return and then a very expansive moment, yeah. which just from an outsider looking in, I'm like, okay, yeah, all of your followers on social media, that very much feels like a product of your Saturn return. Mm. The ninth house is all about like publishing, sharing, um, and being in Sagittarius too. It's very much about that like optimistic, yep. uh, higher knowledge vibe. And then your midheaven, your highest point of success is in Capricorn. And so you're probably like have really big dreams with your yeah. Neptune on midheaven about what you're gonna achieve in your career, but I have no doubt that you will achieve them. So mm -hmm. anything else you wanna add? Yeah, I mean, I think that my Pluto and Scorpio, my seventh house, I'm just a walking trigger for every relationship that ever walks into my life, friendship, anything. I, 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 all my life, I've just triggered people and I never understood it until I saw my birth chart. I was like, oh, okay, there's nothing wrong with me. This is just a part of my mission. <laughs> this is a part right? of it. Yeah, 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 and yeah. All of us in our generation with Pluto and Scorpio, like we yeah. are the alchemists. Our, yes. The millennial generation is here to reclaim the power. It's no secret. We're all like wanting to be witches and we're into yeah. Harry Potter and stuff like yep. that. But especially yours in your seventh house, relationships are probably like the most transformative 
thing in your life. Yes. hundred percent. hundred percent. Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, I'm really excited that you're an Aries because I was like, I hope she's an Aries. I just feel Aries from her. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, okay. And as people are watching, we have Chad here saying, let's go. <laughs> Aries energy. Same with Julie. Uh, but uh -huh. while you're watching, you're welcome to ask questions uh, yeah. me for Ellie, just anything that pops up, share any insights. Look at this energy. Your people are coming through. My people are here. <laughs> yes. So I would love to start kind of from wow. the beginning with you. Um, again, this is all from an outsider looking in. This is the first time we've ever talked. But you have achieved, I mean, speaking of your midheaven and Capricorn, like success seems like it's your middle name. Like mm. you probably set a goal to me, it seems like, to be an entertainment reporter and you did it, you're doing it, you've done it. Like you've interviewed some incredible people. Mm, yeah. Um, I've always wanted to be in entertainment. It's been my calling since I was a little kid. Like I remember being five years old and watching movies and I was like, I wanna be, I wanna be an actress. I wanna act, I wanna be in front of the camera. I've always been really drawn to it. And, but you know, being Asian, I never saw people that look like me on camera. So I was like, oh, people like me don't do things like that. So I really buried that dream deeply, but I am a kid of the late eighties and the nineties. And I grew up with a show called Total Request Live on MTV. It was like this live countdown show and it was like all pop culture and things like that. And I saw that show and I was like, that's what I wanna do. If I can't act, then I'm gonna, I'm gonna host and I'm gonna interview all these pop culture stars. Cause I was really um, drawn by Hollywood and I was drawn uh, by celebrity and that culture. And I was like, that's what I wanna be in. And so starting from high school on, it was the only thing that was on my mind. And even in college, like I had internships, I was auditioning already. And I was like, I'm going to achieve this. And that was kind of my life goal. And the thing about me, and I think because of all, I have a stellium in Aries, when I want something, I'm all in baby. And I go for it 100%, no crumbs left. And so that's how I really approached my career. And it was like, go big or go home. That's always been my motto. And so I went deeply into that for 15 years until bam, I had a spiritual awakening and it really shifted my life. Yeah. Similar uh, to my story, which yeah. I think is so cool because I, I, I just found you through like spiritual videos and like this girl mm -hmm. knows what's up. And then I'm like, oh wait, she also has like a similar, I mean, I was not a celebrity yeah. reporter. I was not that cool, but just uh, local TV news, you know, similar yeah. thing where I'm like, I'm good at speaking. Like I love storytelling. This was my dream. And I had this goal and I don't have a stellium in Aries, but I'm similar in that, you know, I have a strong first house, I'm confident in myself, and I'm like, this is what I'm doing, and I went after it, and I did it. And isn't it interesting? Mm. You're there, right? Did you have a moment where you're like, I did it, I achieved yeah. it, mm -hmm. now what? <laughs> it was always like, okay, I got this. And even before I would experience the job or the gig, it'd be like, well, what's next, right? It's always, it, it, be, it was this perpetual thing of what's the next thing, what's the next thing? And it, it always took me from the present because I conditioned myself to believe you have to be better than this thing now. So it was like, I was always chasing something. And even when I got it, it was never enough, right? And so it wasn't until I really started going into myself where I was like, oh, you've been chasing yourself, but you thought it was outside of you. 
Mm, so yeah. good. Yeah. So good. Yeah. I think that's really common just in the media industry in general. It's like, what's the next job going to be? What's the next promotion going to be? And maybe not even just media, but in our capitalistic society, you know, yeah. like when's the next promotion? How are you going to make more money? Mm -hmm. So what was the moment for you that kind of sparked your own spiritual awakening and yeah. maybe opened you up to something more than the career you'd always dreamed of? You know, I, since I was a kid, I've always been sad. Like I used to remember being a kid and driving with my family and looking out the window and just crying and being like, I don't know why I'm sad, but something about being here doesn't make me feel happy. And so I've always dealt with like depression and anxiety and all these things. And so that's been, those have been my buddies since I can remember. And so even when I was going into this industry, they were always there. They were always in the room with me. You know, they would always come and I'd become the depression. I'd become the anxiety. And I, you know, busted my butt off in New York for a good 10 years of really going after my dream. And then this job for a new show came to my doorstep and I signed the contract and I was moving to LA and I moved with my boyfriend and my dog. And we get into this apartment and I'm in Los Angeles. And the second month I'm there, I realize if I don't make it here, then I'm a loser and I'm a failure and I have no, I can't go back home without making it big here. And so I thought that I was always special because I was meant to be like a famous star. You know, I thought that I was special because I thought that I was here to act and be known and everybody was gonna know my work and all of these things. And I started spiraling because I wasn't booking and I was really in my emotions. And it wasn't until one day where I was literally on my knees and I was like, I need something because I, I'm not gonna be able to get out of this hole. And I got this intuitive hit to hit up my friend and she was like, you should look into shadow work. And I was like, what's that? And thus began my journey. And when I opened that portal into myself, I realized I had zero self-worth. I've given my power away to every single person in the industry, especially. Um, I was extremely attached to the outcome of the physical world. And I hated myself. And I had no idea what self-love was. And so when I began to unravel me, I realized, wow, I have been gone. I have been completely gone and this was the beginning of everything and I chose to shake up my life. I left my relationship in a new city. I had no money, no job, no nothing, but for the first time I felt bliss because it was the coming home journey and it was the first time that I ever felt love for self and I was like something about this is deep for me and thus began then then the angel numbers came and I had no intention of ever being a spiritual person. I grew up extremely religious and so for me I was programmed to believe that anything outside of the church and Jesus was Satan, was the devil. And it wasn't until the angel numbers started appearing. And it wasn't like I had friends to ask, like, why do I see 1111 everywhere? Like, what is with that? I had to Google it one day because I thought I was going crazy. And then it was like, oh, it's angel numbers. And I was like, what is that? And then everything started to happen. And I started to open myself up to it. And I realized, oh, everything brought me to this place to begin the, the true journey of my life and what I'm here to do. So incredible. So many places we can go from this point. Yeah. I'm sure we'll get to all of them. I would love to know um, your experience of being in the public eye and especially like you're interviewing celebrities that people would like die if they met, yeah. right? Like mm -hmm. just these super, super visible people. 
And, you know, I experienced on a much smaller level people being like, oh, you work on TV. You are successful. Like, you mm -hmm. must make all this money. Oh, do you have a hair and makeup artist? Like, I mean, local news. We do not. Maybe in New York they do and in L.A., but not in Sacramento, California. You do yeah, not yeah, have yeah. a hair and makeup artist, you know. And it was like this um, success that other people put on me mm. that I was like, that that's not what I think success is. And for me, that was kind of what started to feel a little bit like this isn't aligned anymore. Other people mm -hmm. think that I'm so happy because I have this thing and that's not how I feel inside. Did you experience the same thing of people being like, your job is so cool. What you're doing is so amazing. And then kind of internalizing like, but why don't I feel that way? Mm. Yeah. I think, I mean, when you're in the industry of celebrity, uh, it's constant giving your power away. It's constant. Um, they're better than you. They're greater than you. They're more important than you. And so I spent the majority of my career just helping put these people on a pedestal. And a lot of times I would leave gigs or jobs. Here's the thing. And you probably could resonate with me when I'm in it and I'm connecting with somebody and like, we're having a great interview and like all of my energy is coming out and like the camera's on and everything's flowing. I'm in very much a state of like, this is exactly what I'm here to do. Like, I love it so much. But then the aftermath of that was always this low feeling that I had because I realized in every interview, I was constantly giving so much love to this person. Like, you're amazing. You're so talented. You're this and you're that because I was playing into what everybody else does and what actually energetically, now that I look back on it, it was, well, Ellie, you were just making yourself weak because all you were doing was giving your power away to this person that you thought you needed to give this power away to. And so I struggled a lot with, well, this is all I've ever wanted, so I can never leave this because then what else is there? And I wasn't ready to face the what else is there, so I just kept on doing it. And I was getting sicker and sicker emotionally because I was seeing how it wasn't aligning with me and who I really was anymore. And let's be honest, like I think anybody that has an awakening, anybody that here here to do light work, we are different. We are not like everybody else. And I always felt how different I was when I would stand um, in the midst of everybody in the industry. You know, I faked it a lot. I tried and let's like, I, I've, I've become a professional people reader, right? I know how to make people feel comfortable. I know how to connect all those things I've learned, right? But when I would be in the room, I'd be like, I am the odd one out and I don't fit in here. And I always knew that but I would push that away and, 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 and really be hard on myself and be mean to myself being like, what's wrong with you? Like, mm. why can't you be like them? And now I know baby it was because you were never meant to be like them. I think it's so interesting too, that you're like, I always had this dream of being on camera and kind of being the star. Right. Mm. And correct me if I'm wrong, but once you started posting about spirituality and just mm. authentically what was going on with you, you kind of, did you have this huge following before you started posting about that kind of stuff or did it come with you really embracing your own truth? Yeah. I mean, I think for TikTok, like on TikTok, I have around 300K. And for me, it started off like, oh, I'm just going to, I don't know. I don't know anything. I'm just going to post dancing videos. And then I realized I was going through my spiritual awakening and I just started documenting it. And even on Instagram, you know, majority of my followers knew me from my interviews that have gone viral. And so I've lost a lot of those people along the way, which I've accepted as if you can't flow with me, you're not on my team and that's okay. I love you, you know, bless wherever the path that you're going. But 
for me, it was like, if I show up authentically and in, in the resonance of who I really am, what I'm experiencing, whatever happens, whoever leaves, that's okay. And so I think for me, it's really just about, let me share, share my story and my journey as I go on, because this is insane and it's crazy and it's beautiful and it's insane and it's wild. And perhaps I could help somebody else out there who was just as lost as me and who needed guidance because there were so many people who guided me on my path as I went through my awakening. Cause there's no blueprint for this. There's no handbook. There's no, Oh, here's step one and two. And then this is going to happen and that's going to happen. And you're going to do that. And it's like, no, 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 no. You don't know what's ever going to happen. And so I think, um, I wanted to show up as a light for others, just being like, I am you, you are me. Let's just bond on this scale because we're all alone in this. So why not unite as one as we, you know, as we walk through the dark tunnels, you know? Yeah. So good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just think it's so amazing that like, once you just started being like, I'm just going to like actually show up as myself and not mm -hmm. like, you know, and not do the thing that I think is going to get a lot of attention, yeah. not post the video that I think is going to go viral. And then that's when you started kind yes. of going viral, you know, yes. Yes. Um, just a real affirmation to the power mm -hmm. of authenticity. And I yeah. think this plays into what we're talking about today, social media. Part of my dark night of the soul was like, and just throughout my whole awakening, I was like, social media is the worst. Like everyone mm -hmm. is so fake, mm -hmm. you know, like especially once TikTok really started and everyone's just yeah. posting the dancing videos and stuff. Yeah. I was like, everyone's just trying to get views and go viral. Like this sucks, right? And then I had a moment where I said, or I, I realized like, oh wow, this is powerful. You know, it, the fact that we have this like portal in our hands and can yep. search any information we want, like we have yep. never had this power to connect with other people in right. human history. Mm -hmm. And it shifted my perception. And that was part of the realization of like, I can use social media for good. You know, I yep. can connect with my people. I can find my people. But in order to do that, I have to actually be myself, mm -hmm. uh, which you know, it's kind of hard to do of course. when you're in the public eye, especially mm -hmm. working for a news station, mm -hmm. not being able to share your opinion on anything. Um, to you, like, what's the power of social media to you? Have you always oh. felt this positive vibe about it? Or has there been sort of a shift for you? I mean, listen, I think we all have a love and hate relationship with it, right? It's like, um, We've lived in a society. It's like social media is is a reflection of our society too, right? So it's like the more followers you have, the more likes you have, the more you're loved and the more you're validated and all these things. But um, a friend said to me recently, she was like, I got a download about the future of social media. And I was like, what is it? And she said, the new currency is going to be authenticity. So I really think that the people that are running through themselves right now, the people who are having these awakenings and coming home to themselves and understanding that love is the answer and that we're here to unite as one and all these things, we are going to be the next level of influencers without all of the, I'm higher than you, I'm better than you, I'm prettier than you, look how perfect I am. It is going to be this authentic, raw honest place where people can really just be exactly who they are. And I think that we are the pioneers of that. And so for me, I see social media now as a way for me to connect with everybody else that is also experiencing this journey. And also how can we spread love as we navigate ourselves and as we come home to ourselves, because the unraveling of your survival self to meet your true self is the wildest ride. This is, is hands down. Like I tell my soul all the time, I'm like this, Thank you for choosing this ride because you could have easily chose anything else. 
but you came here the hard way to do the hard thing because the mission here is that beautiful, that great. And I know that I have to honor every aspect of it. Even my dark nights in the beginning, I hated them. I was like, what is happening to me? What is going, it was so much resistance. And now it's this, let me, let me love the resistance and let me welcome all that is coming to me because this is more magical than my ego and my mind can comprehend. It's beyond the ego because the ego doesn't, hasn't experienced any of this yet. That's why it's so loud. You know, it's so loud in the beginning of our journey because it doesn't want to die. And it's the moment where you go, ego, it's okay. You've been in the driver's seat for a long time. It's time for me to really step up. And I think the power of love has really taught me and shown me of how far I can go. And what I love about social media is I can see, it's like a video diary of my whole journey. So it's like, I see the places where I wasn't connected. I see the places where I was talking about messages, but they sounded good, but I wasn't really there. And then I see the moments where I really changed and I really started to walk the walk because I think so many people in this journey too, they talk the talk because you gain so much wisdom, right? You read the books, you listen to the podcasts, all this stuff. Like you can reiterate and regurgitate, but it's not until you've actually experienced it where someone can go, oh, I connect with you. Oh, I resonate. Oh, I see you. And I always want to show up like that. I always want to be the person who says, I can talk the talk, but hold on, I can walk the walk too. Because that's the only way, the only way that I learn is literally by experiencing myself, by going through myself. And that I see is the greatest gift of a lot of, um, of, of the influencers on social media right now who are really going down this path of like, the weak ones will fall, right? The ones who are not walking the walk, but the ones that are, are really going to shine. And we're really going to be people who are here to guide as more of humanity starts to wake up. So true. And it's like, you know, I think that's why people are drawn to you. And of course, why mm. I was drawn to you, because you can feel that you can feel that when you're talking, like, mm. this isn't something you rehearsed, this isn't something that you are like trying, it just is, you know, yes. it's just, flowing through you. It's mm -hmm. not you trying to put this message across or anything. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it just, that was so powerful and so beautiful as Thank everything you. you say is. Mm -hmm. uh, and I find too, maybe correct me if I'm wrong, but like you talked about the dark night and for those who aren't familiar, mm -hmm. you know, dark night of the soul is a term when you're going through your spiritual awakening where you're really like facing your darkness and in your darkness. But I feel like the more we rise, it's like waves, you know, yes. when you're Ready for a next level, you kind of have to go through another little mini dark night yep. or face yep. another thing that's holding you back. And I love Absolutely. how you shared about that. You don't act like, okay, I reached this level. It's not like I'm woke and that's it. Right, you know? right, right. No, no, definitely not. And I and I think that's the thing too. And I'm sorry, I'm sweating a lot because it's so humid in New York right now. So just bear with me, everybody. But you're just um, glowing. It's fine. I'm glowing. I'm glowing. It's a highlight. <laughs> a highlight, guys. Yeah. All right. It's trending. Um, I think that people think this journey is linear, right? So it's like, you get to one place, you're healed. I'm good. Peace out. And it's like, no, 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 no. You get to one place, but the levels are infinite. How much you can involve in this life, there's no end to it. So then the question becomes, how far will you go in this life? And for me, I'm here to push myself as much as I can to experience what it's like to be an evolved being living in these times in this dimension amongst all of these people, how far can I go? And that's the question I ask myself a lot. And it's really, well, how much are you willing to love yourself through all of it? 
through all of it. I love how you talked about like projecting love through social media and, mm. uh, you know, the ability to connect with people and, and share love through technology. Mm. And it made me think of, I think it was Kevin Durant. I watched an interview recently and he, I, I hope it's him. He referred to social media as our collective consciousness. Ooh. And I've really been playing with that and not even just our collective consciousness, but I really feel I was talking to my best friend yesterday and mm. I was like, I think it's interesting that uh, when Pluto moved into Scorpio, the internet was basically born. It's like yep. this connective, yep. you know, realm, essentially. It's like mm -hmm. this undercurrent of society. And I feel like the more I play with social media, the more I'm like, oh, this is just another realm we can enter and create yep. and manipulate in a different way than we yes. can create and manipulate the physical world. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's so true. And I think I, I see the collective through social media. So I see what we're all moving through. I see the things that, that are coming up for us. I see how many people are changing through it. I see where people are stagnant. Like it really is this beautiful portal that we can use for bad, right? Or evil or whatever, or we can use to really uplift us and to carry us on. And I feel like for my for myself, for TikTok, like it's really been this community, this family of like, we're in this together and it is hard, but here we are. And it, it, it really motivates me and it really inspires me. And I'm just in awe of everybody that's on this journey because who would choose this? And yet we choose this. It's easy to be comfortable. It's easy to have everything you know be exactly as it is. It's harder to go, actually, I'm over this level. What's the next level? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that, you know, my mentor always says that's the warrior's journey of going through the darkness to reveal the light when you get to the end of it. And it's so true. And I've lost many friends and I'm sure you can uh, resonate with me on that. A lot of people who don't understand my journey, don't understand me, who can't understand anything that I'm experiencing or anything I'm talking about. And I had to learn to say goodbye with love because for me, I think that's conditional love. And I'm not here for conditional love. Love should have no conditions. And so it's been this constant rebirth and death and shedding and rebuilding over and over and over again. And the moment you just accept it and you go, okay, this is what it's gonna be, the easier you can flow in all of it. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, I'm sure a lot of people who are, are finding this episode are going through some stage of their own spiritual awakening or maybe are just opening up to it. And sometimes that's scary to realize like, oh, you might lose friends yeah. who aren't on the same level. But mm -hmm. I always see it like when you rise vibrationally, we exactly. are rising, right? Exactly. And yeah. if there are two particles or anything vibrating at different energies, they don't match up. And right. so when you start to rise, when you start to awaken, right. you're going to piss people off. You're going to trigger them and they don't even know why you're triggering them. You know, yes. and I think that's, for me at least, that's how I've been able to let go of relationships with love and be like, it's okay. You're just yeah. not where I'm at now. And that maybe one day we'll be on the same level again and we'll meet Absolutely. again and it'll be great. Absolutely. But, um, yes. you know, that's kind of part of this whole journey is realizing that and just trusting that yeah. you are where you're supposed to be right now and other people are where they're supposed to be. And if yeah. that's not meshing, then that's how it, how it goes. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I think people don't understand that everything is just energy. So as you raise in frequency, you can't expect, you know, you to still have your friends from third grade if you're now in 10th grade, right? 
it, and nothing's higher or better or worse or there's no such thing. It just is what it is. And then to honor these friendships honored me at this time that I needed it to and has nothing to do with I don't want you, I don't need you. We're just vibrationally at different places and I love you, but I gotta go because I, I got grades to go accomplish and I got levels to go up in. And so whoever, every, this is the beauty of the universe. They will always provide you at wherever you are with whatever you need for your highest good. And to trust and surrender into that is the beauty of how you start co-creating with the universe. So you said that you grew up very religious. Yeah. And, and of course, you're talking about the universe and energy now. So how has your belief shifted as you've Ooh. gone through this spiritual journey? Like, what does that look like for you now? I love Jesus. I think he was one of the, if not the greatest light worker that ever walked. Um, I think that when I look back on my religious upbringing, there was a lot of brainwashing, a lot of shame and guilt and fear. I lived in shame, guilt, and fear. Uh, shame for my sins, fear um, of, of kissing boys, guilt that I was always doing something wrong. It was always, I'm, I'm repenting, I'm asking for forgiveness. God hates me, Jesus hates me. And in my spiritual journey, God is love. That's all there is, is love. And yet I was conditioned to be afraid of him. That's not God at all. And so for me, I, I see it as I was forced to believe in something and now I choose to believe in something. So after like I became an adult, I really like cut myself off from source because I was like, I don't understand any of this and God, I don't think you're real. So I'm just gonna go on with my life and just give myself to the world. And so for about nine years, I literally felt like I was floating. I was never grounded because I cut that connection off and I said goodbye to it. And I just felt like I was always floating in a cloud and I couldn't get myself on the ground. And it wasn't until I woke up and I started to realize, oh, I'm being asked to come home to the divine being that I am and that we are all fractal pieces of source experiencing itself in every single being and that I am source. And so the connection became just of love to understand that in every leaf, in every flower, in every bird, in my dog, in everything, there is source and I am that. So we are one. And so then all of a sudden it became, I shifted from fear, shame, and guilt into this deep connection with spirit, deep connection with source, deep connection with God, source, wh whatever you want to call it. And now I see religion as something that keeps humans small and in fear. And now I'm free. It's like, it's, there's this great Pla Plato's um, allegory, al whatever. It's like this image of a cave. Yes, the level. allegory of the cave. Yeah, there you yeah. go, the allegory of the cave, right? Mm -hmm. And the first level are the people who are like all these shapes are being shown to them and they're like absorbed by it. Then there's the second level of people who like don't really F with that, but like don't know if there's anything more. And then there's the people that get out of the cave and realize there's sun and there's land and there's freedom, right? And so how I've seen it is the cage, the door to my cage has always been slightly open. I just didn't know that I was allowed to push it. And the moment that I pushed it open was the moment I started to understand, oh, I'm a free being and God is everything and I am God. So this is what love is. And so I had to have that experience for me to see what God, what, how God is interpreted by humans, right? And now I see that God is nothing that that it's the opposite of all of that. And so it really helped me find my relationship again with, with you know, universe. Yeah, I think, you know, anytime there's rules placed on 
God or your relationship right. with source. Right. I feel like right. that's, and I've always felt that way. I've always been like, no, I didn't grow up religious. I've always been like, mm -hmm. I don't want to feel like I am boxed in or labeled as something. Sure. Yeah. Um, and then it, I had like the opposite realization when I went through my spiritual awakening, I was like, oh my gosh, it's been here all along. Like what? Yes, yes. And then I was like, no, I don't think I'm religious. Like I don't need to go. Mm. It's really funny because probably two weeks ago, I was like late night, you know, just watching whatever was on my antenna for my TV and, you mm. know, big church guy at Joel Osteen, Joel Osteen. Yeah. He, yeah very mega church man and yeah. i immediately was like no <laughs> you know just switched mm. it off but then something told me go back and watch that and i was like why oh. why would i watch this but i went back and he started talking all about manifestation and i was like mm. what <laughs> like okay i can kind of i can get with this now like i get mm. what you're saying not necessarily subscribing to everything he says sure. by any means but it was just a moment of like wow i'm not so resistant to like religion is not for me that I can actually yeah. like he's channeling something from source right he's channeling yeah. something that I can mm. understand because mm. I now get that he's just talking about the same thing I believe in in different words you know mm. um, but I have to ask you since you do did grow up in a religious household how has yeah. that been now relating to your family are they still very much in the church and is there any sort of uh, distance now they're not in the church, um, very much just have their own individual relationships, but, but definitely they think that I'm a little cuckoo or that they, you know, they're always a little like, they're always asking like, are you okay, Ali? Like, are you, are you okay? Like, you sure? You know, it's always like this thing. And I understand it when you don't understand this journey, people always say, explain it. I go, uh-uh, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta live it to understand it. I can sit here and say the most and it won't hit you because you haven't experienced what this journey is truly like. And so they respect me and I respect them and they don't ask a lot of questions. And so the only way that I can show up in all of my light is by being the light, which is really obviously difficult um, with family. And so I'm really navigating that, but I'm finding the light at the end of the tunnel for sure. But there is respect um, from my family. So I, I, that, that's what I can ask, you know, and um, as long as they love me throughout it all, like I'm cool. I'm cool. Yeah, I think that's the best thing we can do, right? Is yeah. like my family's the same way. Like, you know, they still introduce me as like my daughter used to work for the news station. Right, right. <laughs> Their right. ego is very much tied to me being on TV. And I'm right. sure your family is the same way. Like, so proud of you for being on TV and being right. this, you know, celebrity entertainment reporter. Um, and it's very interesting to watch how our family's egos get wrapped up in our successes and how yeah. they, you know, kind of live vicariously through us. I think, especially those of us who achieve very like visible success success in that yes. way yes. Um, but you know uh, they're still like what do you like what should I tell people you do you're like doing a podcast or, yeah. or what is it, a live stream huh and right, I'm like right. yeah just you don't yeah. have to tell anybody anything like if they find yeah. me they're supposed to find me if they resonate awesome if not it's it's yeah. all good yes. but I do notice that I'm like all I can do is just show up as this yeah. version of myself as I'm evolving and hopefully totally kind of triggers something in you to do the same Absolutely. Absolutely. And if not then that's that you know i can't control it 
Yes, exactly. Yeah. And like, you know, I'm doing a huge career shift now because my focus used to be so much on like auditioning and like booking shows and like booking bubble and all these things. And when I had my awakening, I had a huge ego death with my career because I realized so much. I went in for the art and then I got lost in the sauce. Right. And so I had to really face that about myself because it was my everything. It was the only thing that I would get validation from. And when that part of me died, then the question was, well, what's next? And I realized that what I'm here to do is beyond Hollywood and that I was really um, uh, deceived by the illusion of it. And then that world, as much as it's entertaining, there is no love, right? And so the last six months I've spent in this program becoming something called a mystical life coach where I've really understood how to alchemize all of my pain into power. And it's literally about running through yourself and feeling everything and then loving every aspect of you. And it's been wild and it's been insane. And I have found the power within through, through working through myself. And when I try to say that to my parents of like, I'm a mystical life coach, the first thing is, okay. And then no conversation after that. And I have to just love them for where they're at. And I don't need validation of them being like, oh, really? And you're so great. And tell me more. I don't need any of that. Because I, it's like the validation thing gets so much less and less and less because you realize that anything that they're going to give you outside of you is never going to compare to the validation that you're going to give yourself, period. That's just what it is. And I can say this because I've spent most of my life wanting people to pat me on the back and love me. And it wasn't until I realized it's you, Ellie. It's you. And the love that you're seeking is you that I don't need to explain anything anymore. And as long as you can just accept me and be open and love me, then that's all I can ask. And I'm good with that. Isn't it funny too, that as you start to dive deeper into yourself and just, uh, you know, like transformation and alchemy and all these things where you're like, I want to talk about like mm -hmm. real stuff, you know, yes. for me, I'm like going and hanging out with my parents when they want to talk about like what color they're going to paint their kitchen. I'm like, I, I just, I'm here, I'm here yeah. to be here, but I can't. Like, yeah. let's talk about your childhood trauma instead, okay? Let's just get to the root of it. <laughs> I have a Scorpio moon, so I'm like, oh, let's girl. go girl. deep in there. <laughs> What's your rising? What's your rising? Virgo. Virgo, sun, Virgo. <laughs> yeah, I, I like the Scorpio moon, though. I feel like it really gives me some depth, you know? It, yes. it helps me really sink in deep, uh, but yeah. perfectionist, but you are <laughs> meticulous. Yes, I am. I am. I am. Listen. It's a, a blessing and a curse. <laughs> it is. Listen, you and I came out double for a reason, all right? So, uh, so uh, you know, we got to just step into that. Someone asked me, uh, where does your confidence come from? And I said, I have my son in the first house and I'm, you know, yeah, exactly. I'm like, I, the first house is me. My son is how I express myself. Like, this is me. That's yes. how I've always been. <laughs> yes. And having also me, my son in the first house, like we're really here to blaze the trails and we're really here to just be us and in becoming us that... It's a lot of intense work. It's a lot of intense work because there's so many masks, so mm. many masks I've put on my entire life, not even knowing who I am or what I like or what my opinion is on anything. And the more I take the masks off, the more I realize like, oh, okay, I get it. I get it. And, you know, we're here to really be pioneers in that. So my hat's off to you, son in the first house, 
because uh, this, this is some work we got to do, you know? I think it's really cool also, you know, being on similar trajectories, I would say, being in front of the camera. Mm. Isn't it weird to go back and look at yourself from like even oh my five, God. ten years ago and you're like, who is that girl? I especially working in TV news and like the like voice I put on, I started getting to a point where I'm like, I don't want to do a voice anymore. I just mm. kind of want to have my voice. Like, just because, you know, I had this, this is how I'm supposed to be to be taken seriously. This is the haircut I'm supposed to have. This right. is how I'm supposed to dress. Right. And then leaving news, that in itself was like a huge <laughs> deconditioning of, sure. oh, I don't have to have a certain voice for people to take me seriously, you know, but it is right. a gift also to be able to go back and look at all these phases. And it's kind of painful because I can see on my face, I can oh. see in my body how I was holding myself, where I was holding pain in my body. But it's also yeah. such a gift to see how much I've transformed and how much yeah. I've grown and to have yes. that documented. And so many of yes. us have that now with social yes. media too, you know? Yes. Yes, absolutely. A hundred percent. Like I'll look at a lot of my interviews and I'll go, Oh girl, you did not know who you were then. <laughs> like, you know, but, but trying her best, trying her best to fit in a world where she didn't fit in. And so I just have so much compassion for her. Like, you know, I don't know if you feel like this, Livia, but sometimes I look back on, so I, I awakened at 32. I'm 35 right now. I awakened at 32 for 32 years. I did a damn good job of surviving. I really, I really tip my hat off to myself because I'm like, that was the hardest thing. And now the next 32 years, yeah, it'll be hard, but it's a different hard. You know, it's a, it's a different hard because you're on the right track now. Before it was like, I was just bumping into walls, doing anything to just make it through. And now it's like, you don't need to make it through. You are the through, you know, you are that. So you're good, sis. And so, yeah, it's, 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 it's wild to witness. It's, it's wild to see. It's so cool though. It's so cool knowing that like you had to do that. You had oh, yeah. to go through every single thing you went through, the good, the bad, the ugly, the amazing, when the highest highs where you thought this is it to know now, oh, that wasn't actually yeah. it. You know, I felt something more profound, more deep, just probably sitting by yourself and connecting yeah. to, you know, yes. a source or, or whatever. Yes. Um, so cool. And Diane, I want to acknowledge Diane's comment. She said, I just used the expression light at the end of the tunnel that you said like 20 minutes before she popped in. And she says, self-validation is so important. Yes. It's most empowering when you realize you don't need anyone else's approval. Yes, yes, yes. Totally. And I, I love that you brought up other people's approval too, because I think as we're talking about being on camera, it's all about other people's approval. You literally have to be likable to succeed in a career in front of the camera. I mean, that goes for news, media, acting, all these things. Like even on social media, on some level, people have to resonate with you and like you. Yes. But I think the true power of social media is that you're not answering to anyone else. Whereas right. in traditional media, you right. are like right. if if your boss says like eh, I don't like that outfit on you right okay right. I guess you're paying me so yes. <laughs> I will be the version of me you want me to be has that totally. been empowering for you to just be like I can show up however I want to show up and not yeah. you know no makeup all the makeup however I want to be yeah I think that when you're in the public eye and especially when you're on camera and people are watching you everyone's got an opinion every the the viewers your family your producer your everybody's got something to say right you're not pretty enough you don't look cool enough you don't sound great everyone's got an opinion and i think 
people in this industry, you really, you have, you have to have tough skin to survive it. Like I have been obliterated on the internet for so many times, so many times. And the question was every time was, are you going to make it through? Are you going to let these people get to you? And every time I like dusted it off and I was like, and we move on forward. And so I think it really creates this resilience that now that I see it's like, well, it helps me with my spiritual path too, because there's going to be so much that's going to be thrown at you in this journey, especially when you open this up, the universe is going to go, Hey, we're going to go into every weakness that you have because you're saying energetically you want the top. So to get to the top, we got to work through all of this. And so even, you know, being attacked on the internet or one of my videos not doing well, or people coming for me, all these things, it's like, I look back on my career and I go, thank God I've, I really developed tough, tough skin to like get through this. And especially awakening and moving through all these two, like really requires a strength that, um, I think we've really developed through what we've experienced in our careers. Absolutely. I think we have to talk about in the same moment, the shadow of social media, which is mm -hmm. the numbers, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you could talk about ratings or whatever in traditional media or, you know, movies, how much money they make. There's obviously like metrics attached, but when it's you on your social media and you post and you can instantly watch how many people liked this, how many people are watching, did the algorithm like it, you know? Has that required a little bit of uh, yeah. deconditioning for you? Because even though you're successful, I would imagine it doesn't really matter how many followers you have because you reach this level and then you're like, well, it didn't do as good as my last one, you know? Yes. yes. And I constantly have to come back to none of that matters and none of that's real. Like what is actually the intention of this video? Constantly, because my ego loves, hey, you didn't get as many views. Hey, you didn't get as like, this one didn't do that well. You suck, right? And then I'll do things of like deleting videos because they didn't do well. And that was something that I had to really go into of like, what's the energy behind that, Ellie? Because you still care about what people think, right? And, and let me tell you something. I have not conquered that 100%. Of course, there's still a part of me that still cares. I still want to be liked. I still want to be loved and all these things. Is that going to last forever? Hell no, right? but it's still something that I'm aware of and it's still something that I understand is there. And so I have to constantly let go of all of that, the wanting to be loved by everybody, the wanting to all of that, because it is there for me to see this part of me, you know? And then mm -hmm. the question is, well, what are you going to do now that you see it? And so it's really about just going back into myself and putting that validation back into me and loving me and understanding that that's got nothing to do with anything, that your worth doesn't come from how many followers you have and likes and comments and all these things. They're just pluses. They're just bonuses. Don't let it become your worth. Mm. Do you have any practices that you go into or like go to's when you're in any sort of dark feeling or, uh, oh, yeah. you know, doubt or all these things? Like what are your go-to's when you're just like, okay, we need to yeah. get out of it. So uh, what I've learned at, so the program that I just became certified in uh, is called mystical life coach at masters self university.com where they, we, they teach you alchemy. So every time you get triggered, that's a gift, is it not? Because it is activating an energy that lives within your fields. That's been there probably for a really long time. That's probably connected to your survival. Right. And so when a core wound comes up, instead of repressing or doing something to distract myself, which I've done my whole life of uncomfortable comes up. Oh, gotta go do yoga. Gotta go call my best friend. Gotta go eat something, right? Always a distraction. And even like guided meditations, I was meditating so for, for fiercely 
for like two and a half years because I was like, if I don't meditate, then I'm not spiritual, then I'm not on the path. But what I was realizing was I was meditating, but I wasn't healing. I wasn't really doing anything. Yes, I was like getting out of my mind for 20 minutes a day, but I wasn't really doing any work that was getting me to the next level. And it wasn't until I started to understand that the one thing that I need to do is feel it, be in it, be still, sis. Don't pick up the phone and distract yourself and try to get an answer from someone outside of you. Actually, this energy is knocking on your door because it wants to be seen and felt and then loved. And then what I do and what I've been taught is, Become the light that you are, open up your heart and love the shit out of this pain. Love your inner child, love when and understand and get curious about when this energy was first created. And then I go into that and I spend time loving, loving every aspect of it. I've, I've gone from hating my pain to honoring my pain, loving my pain, inviting it to the table and looking at it and go, you ain't nothing compared to the light that I am. And so I'm going to transform you into power. And that's literally how I started stepping into myself truly. So good. So good. And of course, easier said than done, right? When you're in the trigger, when you're in the moment, I mean, I'm working on that every day because yes. I'm similar to you where, you know, you're ruled by Mars. Your go-to is probably like, I'm just going to do something. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. Like, I'm like, I can think, I was just talking to my best friend about this exact thing yesterday. I'm, she's the same. I'm like, we can think our way out of anything. I can create anything up here, mm. but it's, especially being mercurial. I'm like sitting still for me doing nothing is hard. It is mm. hard. Just be with it. I would imagine similar for you being yes. by Mars, like just so wanting hard. to go and do, uh, but that's where you really feel what's in your body because you know, we store that pain in the yeah. body. We store the emotions in the body. And if you're constantly moving or thinking or doing, you can't acknowledge what's really going exactly. on. Maria exactly. says, just got the chills. Love that. Um, yeah, yeah, but you said something as well, like your parents and your family being like, are you okay? Are you sure you're okay? And I, I can get why they would say that just because you show up and you're like, this is hard. This is what I'm going through. Like you are so willing to just share. This is the shit I'm dealing with right yes. now, you yes. know, and why do you think that resonates so deeply with people of just witnessing you going through normal human emotions? Yes, yes. First of all, for those of you who don't know, uh, we all have a Chiron, which is the wound, right, in our birth charts. And my Chiron is in Gemini in the third house of communication, which probably means like in another life I was killed or burned at the stake for like really speaking my truth, right? And so for me, I think so many people are afraid to be vulnerable because that's not what we're taught in society. We're taught in society, be strong, suck it up, buttercup, you know, like get it together. And like, that's not, I'm a feeler. I've always been a feeler. And the way that I move through, through things is by feeling. And I realized the more that I speak, I become a voice for others who are not at that place yet. And I have, I, you know, people who understand astrology, I also have something called a T-square. And you probably know what this is, but I've had mm -hmm. a lot of struggles in my life. I have a lot of pain. I have a lot of trauma that I have been shamed to not speak out because I'm afraid that if I speak out, my family will feel this. I, I, I'm going to have an absence of love from my life, right? And now as I step more into my power, I realize I'm not here to be silent. 
I didn't go through everything that I've been through to just hide in a cave and be like, uh-uh, uh-uh. It's like, no, baby, you went through that because you're here to be a voice for others who are not there yet. And if I can help someone stand up in their power and go, actually, this also happened to me and I want to speak it, then I've done my job, right? I am truly, I know that I'm here to be a light, but I can only be a light for others by being a light for myself. And that's me going, let me speak this. Let me stand in the resonance of the power that I feel from saying this. And if there is an absence of love, then so be it. Then so be it. And that is the difficulty of this journey too, right? Because it is so much of the shedding. It is so much of the surrendering. But I didn't come here to be small in this lifetime. I came here to be as big as I can be, as shiny as I can be. And I can only do that by really letting it all out, letting it and connecting and having it resonate. If I pierce through your heart, let's go, baby. Let's go and let that inspire you. Honestly, you saying let's go, baby, is how I knew you were in Aries. I'm like, yeah. that is so classic. Um, but what you're talking about, too, mm. it feels like there's a sense of responsibility as well. Like, mm. you know that you have yeah. found this beautiful uh, experience, this beautiful wisdom. Mm. And it sounds to me like you feel a responsibility to share it and to help others do the same. And especially yeah. because you have such a huge platform, do you think that responsibility is amplified? Mm. First of all, I can tell you're a journalist because you ask really good questions. Um, secondly, I think that I never knew that that's what I was going to do. I was just experiencing it. And every time I experience something, like there'll be times where like I'm in it, like I'm crying, I'm breaking. I can't move. Like I'm not eating. And then I'll get this hit of like, pick up your phone and make a video. And then my ego will go, Oh, okay. Well, you trying to get validated for crying. You want people to feel bad for you. But I go, no, this is my soul speaking. So then I'll go on the camera and I'll be crying and I'll just be sharing exactly what I'm feeling. And then bam, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of comments being like, thank you because I'm experiencing the same thing. And then I go, this is bigger than me. This is bigger than me. And so if I can do my part by being like, I am you and I'm, I know exactly how you feel. Let me share what I'm going through. Then someone else goes, okay, I'm not alone. Okay. I can do this. Oh, okay. I can get there. That's, that's, that's enough for me to keep going. So it's not this thing of I'm creating this platform so that I can become this. I'm literally just organically moving through things and wanting to share because it's in me and I'm being pushed to do it. So like, even when I don't make content, when, when I don't feel like making content, my ego goes, you better make content because you'll lose followers. And then my soul goes, make content when you feel called to, not because you want to be validated. And then I go, that's, that, that's the energy I want to be in. So now when I create videos, it's not because I have to, it's because I'm being called to, because I want to. So many things I needed to hear in that one answer alone. So I appreciate yeah. that. And yeah. I, I really feel like, you know, it kind of plays into this whole collective consciousness of social media mm. being our collective consciousness. And you are sharing something that so many people mm. in the collective consciousness are feeling. And as mm. we're talking about the rise of spirituality on social media, so many people feeling pulled to follow accounts like yours or explore things like astrology and shadow work and numerology mm. and all the things, right? Mm. Um, you know, it, it does feel like we talked about responsibility, but it also just feels like, uh, you know, there's kind of this, 
I don't know, like this, this duty to just be real, like more and more, like you're saying, the facade is falling. Like you can tell when people aren't being real anymore. What do you see happening in the future of social media? Uh, Not that you're a fortune teller, but what's your vision for the future of, you know, all the the platforms? (laughs) Yeah. Love. Oneness. I think that we are slowly humanity. We have to move slow because we can't just explode everything. That's why not everyone is meant to wake up in this life. Can you imagine if everybody woke up, the light frequency would explode this planet, right? That's why we're scattered across the, the, the world, right? That's why this journey is so lonely because we had to be separated to like carry the light frequency. And we have to move slowly because many people are not ready to be conscious. Many people are not ready to awaken, right? It's a lot. And I get that. And so as we move slowly into um, uh, the golden age of harmony, I understand and know that the ones that are rising right now will really start being the leaders in social media, that it won't be about how pretty you look and about your outfit of the day. And all those are great, but it's nothing. It's, It's nothing. And so when you have all these creators who are building now, right, because we're all building right now. And as we stand in our genuineness and our authenticity, as humanity shifts, we will become the voices. And so our job is not to be consumed by that. Our job is to just stay true to ourselves and build this this thing that we're building. So when humanity is ready, we will be there. So good, so good. Yeah. Is there anything else we haven't talked about just that you want to speak to when it comes to social media, spirituality? It feels like social media is really kind of responsible in a lot of ways for this like mass awakening that people yeah. are experiencing right now. You know, yeah. I don't think we would be where we are on a consciousness level around the world if we couldn't just pop on our phone and download a meditation app or, you know, follow Gabby Bernstein or Deepak Chopra, you know, it's, of course people had books before, but it's like this instant ability to connect to spirituality now. So, um, you know, anything else you want to say about social media and just how you see it? Yeah. I would just say, um, if you feel the calling and the urge to show up in this way, there's a reason why. And We let so many of the blocks within us and our fears get in the way. But what I've learned about fear is, what is it after you step into it? Literally, think about all the times that you've been scared of something, right? So scared, it like literally debilitates you. And then you get the courage to walk through the fire. And then when you walk through the fire and you get out of it, you look back on the fear and go, what was that? That wasn't anything. And so your job, if you're being called to show up in social media is, Look into what blocks you from showing up in this way. Go into it and then love it and then remember who you are and what you're here to do. And in that energy, speak. That's what I would say. Mm. Diane says, I love the image you just created in my mind, like of a night scene and with all of us carrying lanterns, wandering towards each other, how beautiful this looks in my mind. Yes. So good. And that reminds me of Ram Dass, a quote that says, we're all just walking each other home. That's all we're doing. Mm. Yeah. Okay, well, I love to end all of these conversations with a card pull. And I'm just going to pull from the Work Your Light deck. Uh, You know, if you're not familiar with the term light worker, you can just follow Ellie and 
that is an example <laughs> of what a light worker is. Back um, you, Olivia. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you. Uh, but as I'm shuffling and getting these ready, I'm gonna pull yeah. up. Let me pull up your website because okay. you know people can find you on uh, yeah. Instagram. I think pretty easily. But you mm -hmm. have some new offerings coming up. Yes. 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 So obviously I'm an on-camera host. I've been doing that for 15 years. So I coach a lot of women on how to become a host, how to find confidence in themselves, how to start loving themselves. And then me being a mystical life coach, like I do one-on-one -on -one, three-month journeys with people to really teach them alchemy and teach them how to be their own powerful self to guide themselves back home. And I think there's so much of spirituality where we're constantly depending on a, a, a teacher, someone, someone to constantly like, give us the answers, give us this, help heal us. And the work that I do is, no, 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 everything that you want from them, it's in you. And you just got to learn the steps on how to really go in and alchemize. And so um, if you want to work with me three months, one-on-one, -on -one, it will change your life. It will be the wildest ride you've ever been on. If you want to work with me on being a confident on-camera host, or even if you want to learn how to be more confident on social media, like that's the work that I do and I teach and just reach out to me. My website is ellie-lee.com. And uh, yeah, that's where you can find me. Yeah, and I had to pull up, you know, your uh, Instagram too because this is just yeah. a great entry point. You post yeah. pretty frequently, and it's just like we talked about, kind of stream of consciousness, mm -hmm. just good, good stuff. And you know, I'm always a believer in the information, the message you need will come to you when you need it. And yes. I feel like I always see your videos, and I'm like, mm, I need, I needed to hear that right now. Yeah, it's just yeah. it always feels so divine. Yeah, and on TikTok I go deeper because I think the audience on on TikTok is uh, more ready for you know the truth. A lot of the times on Instagram, that's the energy that I feel. So I really go in on TikTok. So you can follow me, Ellie underscore Lee one four three there. But uh, yeah, I go in. I go in there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, TikTok is just, I feel like TikTok is interesting because it's like, there's no facade on TikTok. People are just yeah. showing up yep. however they're showing up. Yep. And, uh, you know, yep. I think Instagram is slowly getting there, but it's still about the aesthetic. And, you know, I yep. have the Virgo energy and a lot of Libra too. I love the aesthetic. I have Listen. to Listen, we love a, we, we, we love the Virgos and the Libra, okay? We love all that energy in you, okay? <laughs> thank you, thank you. All right, let's pull a card and mm. see what message wants to come through. So I'm just going to take a deep breath here. What do we need to know? Mm, the initiation, Ooh. rite of passage, crossing the threshold. I feel like this conversation is an initiation for a lot of people, honestly. Mm. And you are an initiation. I see you. I mean, Aries energy, first sign of the Zodiac, very initiator energy. But also, I feel like a lot of people, I just, this is just a feeling I have. I feel like a lot of people like see one of your videos and they're like, she's cool. She's approachable. And like, it resonates. And then they're like, I'm going to follow her. And then it's like, oh, wait, I'm getting into some way deeper stuff yeah. than I bargained for. So I feel yeah. like you are, you mm. are the initiation. But let me read the guidebook. Some of the most sacred initiation chambers and temples look scary from the outside, but are breathtakingly beautiful on the inside. This represents the journey that the soul pilgrim is required to take to reach somewhere sacred, but only the initiated can enter. 
perhaps that's where you are right now. You're being tested, initiated because you are headed somewhere sacred. Initiations require that we cross the threshold from one world or state of being to the next. We are called to face what scares us and have to be willing to lose it all in order to gain a new way of being, of safety, of security, of depth, of meaning. Initiations, like rites of passage, mark the shift from one age to the next and can take place because of emotional turmoil, great loss, grief, or devastation. But it is through this seeming hardship that our heart cracks open and our spirit is invested to step forward. We mm. take the sacred voyage into more of who we are and who we came here to be. Mm. It can be painful and scary, but once we begin the journey, we can be more ourselves than ever before. If you're in the middle of an initiation right now, you will get through it and one day soon, you will bless the thing that broke you down and cracked you open because the world needs you open. You're going somewhere sacred. It will be worth it. And you're closer than you think. Yes. So aligned. This is you. This is you. So like aligned. this is everything yes. you've talked about. It's just yes. Yes, reiterated. So yes. Yeah, so mm. beautiful. Mm. Well, thank you so much. This was such a delight chatting with you and yeah. getting to know you better. Maria says Ellie is such a great coach, whether on camera or self-love. I'm part of her Patreon community and I, I have genuinely learned so much from her. I love you, Maria. Yeah. The best. The best. I'm just so grateful to be connected to you now and to see you pop up on my feed wherever you are. Uh, you are such, truly such a light in the world and I am grateful for you sharing this time with me. And Olivia, remember, I'm just a reflection of you, so right back at you. Uh, love you, love you so love much. You. Uh, thank you all for being here, for sharing your light in the comments, for joining us today, being part of this discussion. It was truly an honor to hold this space with you. We'll be back next week with another episode of The Spiritual Journalist. Next week, we're talking with an animal communicator. She like brings through communicates with animals super excited i gotta know what my dogs are thinking because who knows what's going on in their little brains um so yeah come back next tuesday for that conversation if it interests you but wherever i see you next i hope you have a beautiful day one more thank you to ellie and stay curious Thank you so much for joining our discussion today. If you enjoyed this episode of The Spiritual Journalist, you can find more on thespiritualjournalist.com or you can listen to our conversations wherever you enjoy podcasts. And if you want to learn more about astrology, join me live every weekday morning on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter for Transits Today, where we break down the energy of the day based on the movement of the planets and start our morning off in a high vibe. All of the information we share on The Spiritual Journalist is completely free to you. So if you'd like to support more content like this, the easiest way to do so is to subscribe to our YouTube page. Head over to The Spiritual Shop on our website and buy yourself a little something. Or if you're feeling extra generous, you can buy me a coffee to fuel future live streams. Just tap the link in the description or head to buymeacoffee.com and search The Spiritual Journalist. I'm so grateful you found us here and I can't wait for our next conversation.